Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another edition of the BTSC Sunday broadcast, We Run the North. I'm your host, guest contributor to the BTSC podcast, Kevin Tate, uh, host of the Know It All podcast. And with me, per usual, most of the times, we got Brandon, a.k.a. the homie B-Dirt, a.k.a. Super Bengals fan. So, you know, we're going today we're going to be talking about the AFC North defenses. We're going to give you our takes on the defense as far as how we rank them, one, two, three, four in the division, Brandon and myself. Then we'll uh, get into uh, the depth chart on the defenses and talk about some of those units' best players for each team. So to not waste any time, let's get started. Be dirt what's up, man? Not much, man. Thanks for having me on as usual. Uh, I've been, uh, been here in Pittsburgh enjoying the holiday weekend, beautiful weather around here. Uh, sun's been out, a lot of grilling, a lot of fireworks. And Pittsburgh does fireworks seriously well. Okay. I'll let you know that. I never, I never, I've never been in Pittsburgh for the 4th of July. It's a Zambelli fireworks fanatic, man. They, they're everywhere. Really? Okay. And you guys, you guys got all those hills up there too. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I visited you in Pittsburgh a few years back. We went to a Steelers Bengals game together and, your house at the time, I think you live in a different place now, but way at the top of a huge hill. Yeah, yeah I was about three-fourths of the way up the hill. I, I, I saw several car wrecks on that hill. Uh, it, would, it Every winter, they'd slide down that hill and uh, pile up at the, at, the, at the base of it. But, yeah, it's uh, that actually was in Beachview. Um, if you remember back a few years ago, they had a um, an Audi commercial where they were skiing down and the Audi was driving down and up the hill. It was actually in that neighborhood. That neighborhood has the steepest public uh, street in the world. Really? Yep. And, it, and you lived on that street, I thought. <laughs> I lived I lived adjacent to it. I was close. I was very close. And I felt, I feel like it wasn't too far from, from Heinz Field. No, I was only a couple miles right over the West End Bridge there at Beachview. Yeah. Now – now I live the opposite way. I live uh, up 28. So, uh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm still I'm still three miles from from, from uh, the North Shore. Yeah, no, so. Okay, I remember we we Ubered to the game. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it, it was a good time. If I remember right, the Steelers won. That's correct. That is correct. The Steelers <laughs> won. Uh, it rained most of the day, and I was only in a t-shirt. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you, you 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 had a T-shirt starting some trouble that day. You had a T-shirt that free free Vontez Burfitt. It just said free Burfitt, real big orange block letters. Yeah, that's right. I had a lot of uh, Steelers fans and Bengals fans alike stop me for pictures that day. Uh, everybody thought it was funny. Um, not not a proponent of what Vontez Burfitt did. Uh, he was probably my least favorite player on that team. But uh, well, you know, it was I mean, funny. You like you you like Vontez Burfitt if he's on your team though. Uh, you do until you start hearing stuff about him in the pile, uh, taking you know running backs ankle at OTAs and trying to break his ankle and spinning in the pile and getting fights. And OTAs like, against, yeah. against, his own, against his own dudes. Against his own dudes. That was um, uh, was the backup running back from uh, North Carolina that went to. Um, Tampa, the year they won the Super Bowl. Ah, uh, uh, Bernard. Yeah, Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard. Bernard. Yeah, Giovanni yeah. Bernard. That was, yeah, he, he started a fight with Gio Bernard, who was notoriously one of the nicest people in the NFL. What's up, George? Thanks for joining us again this week, man. Free him from jail. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, so... And you know, but we—I don't—I don't want to say we—we've had players like Vontez Burfitt, but you have those, those guys that live on the edge. I mean, we've had our, we have had had our Debo, James Harrison's, and mm-hmm. Joey Joey Porter's. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, so I mean, I get it, but yeah, you can't be, you should never intentionally try and hurt somebody with a dirty play if it's within the, the rules of the game, and you just lay good wood to somebody, especially at camp. <laughs> yeah, especially at camp. I get why you don't like him. He's trying to hurt your own guys. Yeah, one of the nicest like, guys on our team. Uh, it, 
it, it seems like 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 Burfitt may have had some 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 type of issues or something when you're when you're turning on your own guys like that. Yeah. But yeah, man. So this, going into this year, B Dirt, we talking about the AFC North defenses, man. And in in the live chat, you guys let us know what you think too. But uh, man, what like how how do you see how do you see these defenses? How how do you have them ranked one through four? Um, ranking them one through four, and uh, you know, I, I did some some thought about this after we talked about it. Because it really last year was a, an odd year. You know, there's a lot of injuries every year in the NFL. But last year, I think more so to some really key contributors uh, on some of these defenses. So I kind of took that in mind. And uh, I, I've got the, the Ravens first. I've got the Steelers second. I got the Browns third. And I've got my Bengals fourth. Um, now, all that said, I don't think there's a bad defense in the bunch. Uh, I, I think we, we come to play every week. I play that traditional AFC North, you know, tough defense, hard-nosed. Um, so I, I, I like the defenses in our, in our conference um, almost as much as I do the quarterbacks in our conference. So um, I, you talk you talk AFC conference, you talk about our division. Our division, excuse me, our division. Um, I, I think our, our division's the most hard-nosed division in our conference is what I was trying yeah. to say there. But um, so so I, I, that's why I got us coming in fourth. But uh, I, I think that Ravens and Steelers are, are one, two, and I think they'll probably separate themselves a little bit from that three, four. Okay. Well, I have them ranked, and I'm, I'm and I'm trying to be I'm trying to be uh, not biased. So unbiased, and but I have I have the Steelers one, and and we'll definitely talk about all this stuff why we see it like the way we see it and talk about the players and the the defensive units and stuff. But I have the Steelers yeah. one, the Browns two, the Ravens three, and the Bengals four. So our four is the same. Your one is my three, and your three is my two. Yeah. My two is your one. That's confusing, but we 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 know how we look at it. Yep. But uh, so let's jump in and talk about. Well, first, let me look at the live chat. See if anybody has anything to, to add. Uh, oh, this is. Let's check out what Josh Parker said. What do you think about this? Uh, have I ever told you my story about being alone in a vestibule with uh, James Harrison? What happened? <laughs> me and my buddy went to a a game the one year that uh, he played in Cincinnati. Um, my, my buddy lived in a, a, a um, uh, apartment complex in between the baseball and football stadium, and he was having a party there. And we got down early, and I went with my buddy from here, uh, Sean Robb. Shout out to uh, Sean Robb out from the White Oak area. But um, Sean was wearing his James Harrison Steelers jersey, and, of course, I went out and immediately got one in a Bengals uniform as soon as he – he came to our side and I was wearing the James Harrison Bengals Jersey. I walked into this vestibule to get uh, buzzed up to my buddy's apartment. And there was James Harris. And, uh, wow. My buddy Sean's like, Hey, check it out. We're both wearing your jerseys. And this guy was looking at his phone and he looked up and went, and went back down <laughs> to his phone. And my buddy kept trying to talk to him. And he was having none of it. And I have never, I'm, I mean, I'm 6'3", 260. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable around most human beings. I, I, I was not comfortable in that vestibule anymore. I was buzzing my buddy. I was texting him, calling him, like, come on, man, let us up. I can't be in this box with this human being anymore. This guy's going to kill us. That was my, <laughs> that was my James Harris' story. So, he, so he, he, he wasn't a nice guy? He was, it was before a game. It was the morning of a Sunday one o'clock game. Like he wasn't, you know what I mean? I, like he's got game face on. I wasn't a nice guy on game day either. And I played, you know, Division 75 college baseball. So I didn't expect him to be nice. Right. You know, he's getting ready for the game. He was right. going to the stadium. 
Okay, I mean, it makes sense. I never, I'm, I actually met nothing to do with defense. I actually met Franco Harris. I was uh, at uh, the Obama's first inauguration mm-hmm. back in January of 09. Really, really, really cold out there that day. And, you know, they have those those rails up to keep people in a, in a you know, a systematic line so they're not yeah. spreading all over the place. I get a tap on my back. Guys, hey, man, he was trying to jump over the rail. Help me jump over this rail. I turn around. Sprinkle Harris tapped me on the back to ask, help, ask for help to get over the rail. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm a fanboy then. Yeah. Franco, it's Franco Harris. Show my wife to... And everything, get my my old uncle, shout out my uncle Tommy, you know, in Lima, Ohio. He was there to take a picture of me and Franco. Great. Took a picture, but he's going to send it to me when we got home. By the time we got home, he accidentally deleted the picture off his phone. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't go, follow me. I'm a lead blocker and just take (laughs) off through the the crowd. I got this. I don't know, man. There's a lot of people out there that day. Maybe. Maybe maybe Pouncy or Mike Webster wanted to see the <laughs> there you go. that. I don't think I could have could have done it. But yeah, man. So let's talk about first. Let's talk about the, the Cleveland Browns defense, man. Uh, because I I have them second. You have them third. A lot. They have they have a lot of uh, projections. Have them being a really good defense. Well, I think a lot. All the defenses in the North are projected to be probably in the top half of the league. But uh, talk about the Browns, man. I mean, the you know these these are the projected stars. We're going off. We're going off the, yeah. the ES, ESPN projected depth chart. I mean, obviously, starting in with Miles Garrett, right? Start with go. Well, why don't you go ahead and, and just read read down the positions and the and the players who they project to start? Then we'll we'll talk about whatever we want to talk about. All right, DN Miles Garrett. We've got uh, tackle Jordan Elliott. Uh, tackle uh, Taven Bryan, DN Jadavian Clowney. Then you've got uh, the weak side linebacker, Jemiah Owusa. I'm going to mess that one up, Cormo. Uh, Anthony Walker, middle linebacker. Um, then we've got Sayon. I don't know that guy. Taki Taki. Taki. Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit. John Johnson and Greg Newsom in the backfield. Okay, so that's the projected death start. The uh, defensive coordinator is John Wood. Yeah. He's the Bengals defensive coordinator. He's been Cleveland. He's been the defensive coordinator since 2020. They run a their base. Their base scheme is a four three. And I think to start any conversation about the Bengals defense, I think we're in Browns. agreement that we start with the same guy, right? Browns defense. Miles Garrett. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Browns defense. Yeah. yeah. Miles Garrett, without a doubt. Um, I, you know, I think uh, you know, when we were talking about best players on a team, it's Miles Garrett, hands down. Uh, but I, I do want to give an honorable mention out there to Denzel Ward. Uh, I didn't know. I was kind of negative on him uh, coming out of Ohio State. I wasn't sure because. Um, Eli Apples kind of put a bad taste in, in my mouth, and that was before he was a Bengal. Um, so I wasn't sure what to expect, but he's been a great cornerback for him. Um, shut down guy, so I, I like him a lot. You can't let Eli Apple taint you like that, man. You got the the, the guy, the kid in uh, New Orleans. Who am I talking about? The cornerback in New Orleans. He just got big money. Oh. Uh... From Ohio State? Yeah. I know that's one of your guys. You should know that. I should know that. And and, 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 and only when we get on here and, and doing a live podcast do I draw blanks. Other than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's when we go a little bit too far off the beaten path, too. But, um, yeah. but no, I mean, I, I got – I think that – I think they're unsung heroes. I mean, I think uh, uh, in their secondary, along with Ward, uh, Greg Newsom. Uh, kid out of Northwestern's done a fantastic job, and uh, John Johnson, I think, is a, a you know very solid player. John, what the acclimation process has John, John Johnson was a uh, was a Pro Bowler, yeah, for the Rams. 
Yeah, and, and was kind of their leader on that team before he left, uh, even with Aaron Donald there too. So I, I really like those guys. I think the wild cards are, to me, what can they get from that other defensive end position? You know, Clowney really didn't get to the quarterback last year. Um, and now they, they brought in also Chase Vinovich, which is one of my Michigan guys, but who's very much underachieved um, so far, you know, for the, the Patriots. Um, it, it seems like it's been more about his hair than his play on the field, which is never a good good thing. We got right. Lattimore over here in the comments. Which one? Lattimore over here in the comments from Saints. Oh, yeah, Marshawn Lattimore. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, he's a great player. Thank you, Shaquille Gregory. That's what I was – yeah, Marshawn Lattimore. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, – you know, I, I think they need to get out of that uh, opposing defensive end position. I think they need to get around, you know, 12 sacks for the year. And I don't know if they'll do it. From, I, you know, from, from, from from opposite of Garrett, they need to yeah. get If they're going to roll somebody, they're going to always chip to his side, right? So if there's an extra H-back, tight end, uh, tailback, whatever it might be, they're going to roll it to his side. So there's always going to be someone chipping him. Somebody from that other side's got to get home. You know, two out of three games, somebody's got to get home once, right? That's the way I look at it. Um, so that's I, I think they need to get some production out of that that other defensive end spot, and uh, and I'm not I'm, I'm not buying it. I, I agree with Josh Josh Parker over here. I think Clowney has been overrated, um, and I and I don't think I think he last year. Uh, I mean I don't know his numbers from last year, but he only had what a couple sacks. Clowney uh, last year, yeah. Let me uh, let me look that up. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they really need to get some. I I think they have solid linebacker play. I, I think they have uh, really good defensive. He had, he had, he he had nine sacks last year. Did he have nine? Yeah. So that's surprising to me. I didn't think he had that many, but I, I think they need to get more out of that defensive end. I think he's sliding the other way. So I I think they need to get 12, 13 sacks out of that. That side. Well, they 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 paid to bring him back. I don't know if he got really big money. Maybe like nine, nine, eight or nine million a year, if I remember. It was a few 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 weeks back, but they got him to come back. And I agree. I mean, Miles Garrett is always in contention for defensive player of the year. Man, he just wrecks things. He wrecks things. He 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 he's a beast. But I don't know why he he's missing. I mean, he. Um, T.J. Watt is better in my opinion, but if he had, if a lot of guys had the motor that T.J. Watt has, I mean, if you had, if you had T.J. Watt's motor and work ethic in Miles Garrett's body, oh my gosh! Well, I think Miles Garrett's work ethic is is up no, there. I think he works. I, I don't he know. Work. He's, he, he's a workout freak. I mean, just the yeah. motor, motor on, on the motor on the field. field. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's what I'm talking about. I mean. You know, so let me let me chime in. As far as my, well, I, I we we both agree about Miles Garrett being the best player. I think Jadavion Clowney is serviceable, but I think I think we just we just look at him with with such high expectations because of the hit he laid on your boy in college, Oof. Oof. Denard yeah. Robinson, right? That's what it was. No, that was Smith, the, the halfback. That was a, no, that was, no. He hit the yeah. quarterback. Shoestrings, whatever they called him. He, no, it wasn't. It was not shoestring. It was shoestring. It was a handoff. It was number two. It was a halfback. Hey man, I'm going. I'm going to talk about this. You go ahead and you look that up, I'll and you apologize to me. But I think, uh, I think the 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 linebacker. If he's healthy this year, the rook was rookie last year. Jeremiah Owusu Cormora out of Notre Dame. He's a small linebacker, but but he's he he's really good. I think he can be a difference maker because he's a poor man's Ryan Shazier. All right, so the guy is number two halfback. I was wrong. 
Oh, can we get it in there? Can I get it in? I see it. My bad, man. I guess. I guess I was wrong. They handed it off, and that dude got smashed. Hey, Rob, I want you to come back to this when we're done talking about towards the end. I remember it because I thought he was going to take the handoffs from. Yeah, no, I did too. I thought it was I thought it was Robinson though, but I want to come back to that at the end with Trevor. I'll make a note. Trevor Folinsby. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on Kenny Pickett? But uh, yeah, Jeremiah Okusamora, I like him a lot. I want I actually want us to draft him last year. Um, we took Najee. I think that's probably a better pick. But last year in last year's draft, I wanted that guy for our defense. It just like as a as a chess piece. He's like, you know, I was thinking him and him and Devin Bush together, but really. I think the Browns secondary is really strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I Denzel, Denzel Ward, you mentioned him, is a pro bowler. Uh, you got John Johnson when he was with the Rams was a pro bowler. And you got strong safety Grant Delpit coming back. He's never been healthy. I think this will be his his third year, but he uh, hasn't been healthy in his first two years. If he comes back healthy, he was a college All-American at LSU. And then the other corner, Greg Newsom, the second, he was an All-American out of Northwestern. So they got a lot of talent back there on the back end. Yeah. Not to not to mention the the backups. They have Greedy Williams, who was an All-American at LSU. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, Jr., who was the safety with Minka Fitzpatrick at Alabama, really good, 6'3", probably 2'10", 215, big, big guy. And they drafted a guy, Martin Emerson, this year, cornerback out of Mississippi State. I think that kid's like 4'3", 5'40", really fast, probably like 6'2", 6'3", corner. So they, they, they got a lot of good depth back there in that defensive secondary. So I, I, I really like their secondary. If I was ranking secondaries in a division, I might put the Browns first or second. Maybe Baltimore might be first or second, too. I'd have to look at the depth chart and go through it. But yeah, uh, so we're we're, we're going to talk about that later because I, I would put the Ravens first. But I, I I think the Browns are really strong. And when you look at it in in, in our division period, you're going to see this is a, a recurring theme. Their head coach is defensive backs guy, so I think he puts a primary on that position. I think there's a lot of of growing depth there, and and and, and there's Kevin, a lot. If you look Kevin, at those guys, he is a defensive backs guy. Or they're, I'm sorry, their defensive coordinator. I okay, said coach. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Their defensive coordinator is defensive backs guy. Right. Um, no, Stefanski's an offensive guy. But but when you look at those guys, like, there's a lot of defensive coordinators that came from defensive backs in our our, our uh, division. And they're never – they play really sound football. Mm-hmm. They're high IQ guys, too. Right. So, I don't know. The Browns, I think, like you said, I think every, every team in the division has a has a, has a a better-than-average defense. I think when we get into these games this year, these divisional games, we're going to see some, 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 some real tough battles. Yeah, I agree. I mean, every, every potential matchup, whether, whether it's the Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, Ravens, you know, it's going to be a heck of a matchup every week. It's going to be physical. So, all right, well, that's pretty much about the Browns. You got you got any any players you think? Well, <laughs> any players you think will make make the Pro Bowl or have a big year? Any breakout players? Anything? Uh, Greg Newsom would be my my pick on that defense. If you asked me to pick somebody, I thought would have a breakout year. Yeah. I think I think it'd be him. It's hard to pick because the rest of them that, that, that are on there that I, I could see doing it have already been there. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, I, I like Greg, and I think that's a good pick. Uh, Miles Garrett, obviously, I think is – there's a war potentially too again. Pro bowlers on the defense. Mm-hmm. I like – since you took Newsom, I'd say uh, uh, JOK, Jeremiah Okusamora, will be my potential breakout player if he stays healthy. Okay, so now let's talk about – we're going to talk about the Ravens real quick. 
Baltimore Ravens defense. Let's see. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and and read this down real quick. They they run a, a three four base scheme. Their uh, left defensive end is Justin. Oh, Baltimore has some tough names on here. Yes, they do. I'm glad Mata, you picked that one. Matabuki, nose tackle Michael Pierce. Back and for another year, right defensive end Calais Campbell. Uh, weak side linebacker Tyus Bowser. Inside linebacker Josh Bynes. Right inside linebacker Patrick Queen. Uh, strong side linebacker. Oh, away, Jason Oway from uh, Penn State. Cornerback Marcus Peters. Strong safety. They just drafted this year. Got him penciled in as a starter. Rookie Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, I might would go with Baltimore's defense. I think you got to start that kid, man. That kid's a monster. Free safety, Marcus Williams. Just got him from New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, they had two really good safeties. Yeah. In Chuck Clark and Brandon Stevens, and they bring in two better safeties because now their starting safeties are both are both deaf now. They're both second teamers. Mm-hmm. At the other corner, you got Marlon Humphrey. I think their defensive coordinator is his name Mike McDonald because he was at Michigan. Yes, he was. He was on the uh, he was on the lease program there. I, I, yeah, Mar- I think I, I don't want to point to collusion, but I think there was kind of an agreement from Harbaugh to Harbaugh. That go get your defense right with him, and then we'll we'll take him back. Yeah, big big brother said, go ahead and use my guy to get your defense right yeah. to get you guys to the college football playoffs. And then I'm gonna take him back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, man, so what do you think about since you since you I think you probably got an idea about the schematics of how the defensive coordinator you know likes to play football. What are you expecting from Baltimore from the mind of the defensive coordinator? Well, you know, he loves to, to to play on the outside, play man, and, and uh, be very rigid out there. Uh, so I think the, the way he's got, you know, Peters and uh, Marlon Humphrey uh, and those guys, I think they play right into his hands. He's got um, really good physical safeties. Also, high IQ guys again, um, which I think is great. Run stuffers in the middle of the defense. Uh, I, I really think kind of, um, you know, we went with the uh, the kind of unsung hero kind of theme or whatever. The that, that Tyus Bowser, I think, is, is one of those guys that could have a breakout year. Um, you know, I, I just kind of their – Swiss Army knife, if you would, kind of move him around, uh, let him roam a little bit. Uh, so I, I really think that they're going to have – Queen is obviously a, a stud. I think I, – man, I think they have the best uh, defense in our league, in our division. No, I can I can certainly see why. I mean, and it's not – there's not a whole bunch of distance even between those one through four teams. There's not – I, I expect them to have a top five if they stay healthy. Because remember, last year, no one in their defensive backfield stayed healthy. Yeah, if nobody they, was healthy. If they stay healthy, I, I expect them to be top five or seven defense in the league. Mm, I can see that looking look, looking more in-depth at this roster, man. I mean, I'm looking at even some of the uh, some of the backups, man. I mean, so – they're backup. They're backups, just to name a few. They just drafted the kid Travis Jones out of out of UConn, nose tackle. Yeah. We were seriously looking at him this year. Picked up Brent Urban this year, this past he might, year. He probably was a top five defensive lineman coming out of the college football draft this year. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then you know they they made the move with your boy David Ojabo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll sit this year though. He's Achilles, I don't. I don't think they'll bring him back from Achilles early. No, I, I don't think they will either. I'm just I'm just saying some of these names. Oh yeah. Then you got Malik Harrison. He's out of Ohio State. He was a rookie last year, middle linebacker. Yeah. 
Uh, the other outside linebacker behind behind away is Dalen Hayes. He's out of Notre Dame. Like he's a freakish athlete, like 6'5", 260. I, I liked him coming out out of the draft too last year. Then, like I said, both their starting safeties last year are both now projected to be backups. Yeah. That's a lot of death, man. We we can probably use one. We can probably use uh, you know, Brandon Stevens would look good if Jesse Bates leaves. You know, I don't know. So any 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 potential pro bowlers on this defense to you? Oh, yeah. Um, I, it might be easier to say who's not a potential pro bowler. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, well, let me let me, let, let, let me tell you what I think. You tell me if you agree. And then if y'all miss leave somebody that you put on, you come back with them. I think uh Patrick Queen, definite middle mm-hmm. linebacker. Uh Marlon Humphrey, cornerback. Mm-hmm. If Marcus Peters comes back healthy, he, he he's been a pro bowler before. He can't yeah. be again. Uh and Marcus Williams, a safety out of uh from from North from New Orleans. Completely agree. I, I think Tyus Bowser could have a, a, a breakout Pro Bowl type year. Um, I I don't think that, that what they do on their base three uh-huh. is going to be getting after the quarterback and getting those kind of numbers. So I think they're more eating up blockers. I think they're going to be a solid front three, but I don't think they're going to have Pro Bowls from there. I'll tell you the wild card is Kyle Hamilton, you know, uh, being a rookie, you know, will he have rookie moments back there where he gets I, – I, from what I've seen on tape, I think he's going to play the ball right. You know, I think he's going to play the play right. But, man, he's going to be exciting to watch. Wow, Gino, are we talking about defenses? He, he, he has a, a – Well – Here's the thing, and I get what I get what he's saying. When you look at the the depth on offense, I mean, there's any any of these teams can can drop forty on you any given week. But I mean, it's a it's a tough go if they're healthy. You know, we had a lot of fun at their expense last year because they weren't healthy. Um, so I, I I suspect that they're going to write that ship and, and have some grudges to to take care of. Talking about the the Ravens, okay? Yeah, the Ravens. But yeah, man. So the nose tackle Michael Pierce is good. Calais Campbell, he's been a Pro Bowler before. I don't know. He's getting a little little long in the tooth. Um, I don't. He's I, still I, I, I know he'll be solid. He's still just such a mass of humanity. God, he's a big dude. He's a very big man, very big man. But yeah, man. So that's those are our thoughts on on Baltimore's defense. Um, now we'll we'll talk about something you probably know best. We'll talk about the Cincinnati Bengals defense, man. Uh, looks like you guys run a base four three. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and tell us who the coordinator is and run down the projected starters and just give us your thoughts. So Lou Anarumo. Um, he, you know, he's a he's a guy again, uh, defensive back coach. Um, you know, he was in college at Marshall, Purdue, um, some small schools before that. Uh, cut his teeth with the uh, the Dolphins. Actually, had an interim uh, defensive coordinator uh, position there for a hot second. Went to um, the Giants. And was actually uh, in their last head coaching position. Was actually brought in and interviewed for that position, and was considered uh, for it. He's a, a New Yorker in his heart; like he grew up a, a Giants fan, so he really kind of wanted that job. But um, we're lucky to have him. I think he's done a, a good job with us overall. Um, and, and I like some of the moves we made uh, in the draft. Of you know. I, I wish we were in a situation, especially when you're talking about corners and, and a couple of these other players that we may end up playing a little sooner than I would like. I like those guys that, unless you're just a one-on-one cover guy on the outside, I'd like you to get your feet wet a little bit more. But um, 
but uh, but I, you know, I, I definitely see him taking us in the right direction compared to where we were, you know, three four years ago. Well, well yeah, because he got there in 2019, obviously, obviously with Taylor, right? Yeah, and we spent some money in free agency over those past you know three years, which was unheard of. You know, the Von Bell signing, um, two guys from New Orleans, um, you know. Von Bell first, and then last year with Trey Hendrickson, like those two guys bring in not only Eli Apple was in New Orleans for a little bit too after the Giants. He was hot second, Um, but but those not only are they good players, they're great players. um, They they bring that winning culture and then culture guys, yeah, yeah, culture guys, big culture guys. So I like them. I I think our best players, um, uh, Trey Hendrickson. I put Vaughn Bell in that second tier, um, but I would say Trey Hendrickson. I really like our our, our middle linebacker Logan Wilson. He got injured at the end of the season last year. Um, he's been our leading they tackle. It, they, they, they they called a bad pass interference. Call him in the Super Bowl too. Yeah. So I, he played through some serious injuries, uh, which I think is is going to help him out um, getting that getting that taken care of. Um, thanks for bringing that. Pass interference up at PI. That was just good old memories for that me. That had to be heartbreaking to you. It, it hurt a little bit, no. yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, hometown guy and one of uh, one of your Buckeyes. I'm gonna give a shout out. I will mention a shout out there to uh, Sam Hubbard. He's kind of our motor guy. You know what I mean? Um, kind of that spiritual leader of that defense. Um, so I like him. And then I, I think uh, uh, BJ Hill will be a big. Um, part of what we're doing this year, keeping him healthy and, and getting him uh, close to that 10-sack range. And uh, Mike Hilton has been a great, again, culture guy from the Steelers and, and a really good slot corner. Uh, really thought we got him on a good deal. But we got some serious wild cards. Um, you know, I, I, Jesse Bates, uh, are we going to sign him? We franchise tagged him, and he's not happy. He's threatening not to play. Was he still, um, well, was he still holding out? Um, he is, but like he's working out. It's like a convolute, one of those weird situations. Like he's around, um, but I don't think he's a hundred percent said he's going to I mean, play. Jesse, Jesse Bates is good if he didn't want to play under the franchise he, tag. He's I good, get it, but. but- but you don't you guys just slide Daxon Hill in there with Von Bell? You you you're still good. We're still good. Um, you know Von Bell's going to play the other side. I think we'll probably put Dax Hill in. Um, uh, Cam Taylor Britt has played corner and safety, so that gives us some flexibility there, especially in nickel situations. Um, so I think we're good. And, and honestly, Jesse Bates, you know, according to Pro Football Focus, had his worst year last year. And, and coverage. Uh, so, you, you know, it's a, you come off your worst year in coverage as a safety, um, not being where you're supposed to be, not having as many pass defense defended and, and all those things. And now you're, you're mad about playing on top five money. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I get, he wants more years. Just if I was him, I would sign it and go forward. But that's, that's me. Uh, yeah, and then I don't, I don't I don't I don't think sitting now is an option for a lot of these players. I mean, but you know now he wants to he wants to make a bag, man. That's he's not. I don't think he's worth it. I mean, just flat out, I just don't think Jesse Bates is Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know he's not, but the 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 market dic- dictates what you get. So what if he gets around me? Minka got eighteen and a half a year, seventy two guaranteed. Does Jesse Bates get eighteen a year, or is that still too much? Like, I think it's too much. I, I think he's probably thirteen, fourteen a year. I think he's that's what he's going to get offered by people, um, and I think he wants. You know, I, I think we're willing to give him a little bit more than that, but not as many years as he wants. So right. We'll see. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of touched on this as a parting shot um, last week. You know, we've, we've got some pretty good rookies coming in and whatnot. But a guy that was hurt last year, that I think, out of Texas, was a raw pass rusher um, that, you know, had learned the game late in his life. 
Um, and I really think he, Joseph Masai, may be able to make some some noise over oh, there, yeah. opposite yeah. of uh, of of Trey Hendrickson. He's a Longhorn. That's one of my so guys. He's my he's my big wild card. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a second year this year, right? Second year. Yeah, second year. But he was he was hurt last year with a meniscus tear. Okay, no. Like I said, that's that's that that's that's one of your boy Moz guys, one of those hook, yeah. hook them horns. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he can probably tell us a lot about that. But no, so I mean, I find it interesting for it to be your team, but it is the Cincinnati Bengals that you have Eli Apple, Von Bell, Sam Hubbard all starting from Ohio State. That's mm-hmm. that's a quarter of your starting lineup. <laughs> well, I I think it's you know Mike Brown. Is notoriously cheap. He probably looks at the moving expenses and says, "Hey, we just bring him here from Columbus, <laughs> right down the street. Throw him in." <laughs> that could that that could be a, a valid reason. Um, but no, I think you guys are looking at. You guys have a good defense. Is, is B, BJ Hill the new acquisition this year? No, he played last year. I think he had. He might have been nine sacks. He might be wrong. So so where? Where, where, looking at the projected stars on the D line, you got Hubbard, Hendrickson, Reader, and BJ Hill. So, where was Larry Ogunjobi on your line last year? Three years, 30 million. We signed uh, BJ Hill for. Uh, so he w- they were rotating those guys in, um, a, a lot. Um, they rotated constantly, and uh, he would play side by side with them. Okay. I, you know, I, I, that's a okay. That's a great question. Um, I have said this about our division. I think it's second toughest division in the AFC, and I don't think we actually will have any clue who's going to win it until Week Ten. Talk to me at week 10 and tell me who's out for the rest of the season. And I'll base my decision on that. Because I think that there's four teams that have a chance to win in this division. Especially depending on what the Steelers get out of the quarterback position. But, um, yeah, so you said they had like a, a rotation. So, Ogden yeah. Roby was rotating. What Was he... Was he rotating on the end? Was he playing in the interior? No, he was interior. Him and B, him and BJ Hill would rotate in and out for each other, or or they'd be. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, um, almost almost all interior. Okay, so you look, so you looking for a nice three man rotation this year with with Hubbard, Hendrickson, and, and Osai. Far far as on your your defensive ends. Yeah, so I, I and and Hubbard, um, we will we will push him inside too. Uh, that's something that we've done in the past. Um, you know, DJ Reader. I, I mean, I could see I could see them putting him in there. I could see um, Osai coming in in pass rush situations as a as a blitzer for an outside linebacker um, sub. So that's where I would. I, I see him getting in there. I, like I said, well, I, he's not a starter, but I think he's got some potential to make some noise and make some really, really big plays. What uh, what do you expect from Eli Apple this year? Because you guys brought him back, and they have him penciled in as a starter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I expect that he won't be starting halfway through the year. I expect – uh, I really think that Cam Taylor Britt will end up taking that position. That's my my gut feeling. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things. Um, uh, you know, I think he's better than the other options we had. You know, he's a, right. he's a taller guy, he's physical. You know, um, but he is. I think he is the weakest link on defense. Okay. Well, yeah, man, the the, the the Bengals, I mean, nobody really, really super, super pops or flashes to me, but they got a really good decent unit too, man. I mean, 
they won't be getting run over this year. I mean, I think I think they'll be, but they, but I would argue they have the best offense in the division. So the defense can doesn't have to be present pressure to be as good as some of the other defenses need to be because they have the ability to put 20, 26 to thirty on the on the board every week. Yeah, no matter who they're playing. So yeah, I I still think Trey Hendrickson. Um, I think. Uh... I honestly think Logan Wilson could, uh, you know, break through. I think he could be a, a pro bowler. I think those two guys could be pro bowlers. Um, and, and you never know. I mean, Von Bell has great years. So, I mean, he's always always one of those guys that could as well. Right. But but it's not it's not like going through the the Ravens or the Steelers or the, like, that's the reason why I have them fourth. Okay. Makes sense to me, man. So now, before we transition, I want to just – I want to say real quick, we're going to talk about the Steelers' defense here. But I want to say we got quite a few people watching, like 30, 34, 35 eyes on us. I only have nine likes. So everybody watching, go ahead and hit hit that like button, man. Like this video. Um, now we'll go ahead and talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'll talk about the Steelers. Uh, I think, man, this I, like like I told you, I had the Steelers defense ranked number one in in our, in our division rankings. I had them ranked number one. Um, we run a three four scheme. We have a new defensive coordinator this year, uh, Terrell Austin. He's been around for about three or four years. Uh, defensive special assistant and secondary coach has been his title before this year. Replacing Keith Butler, um, and I, 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 I like that. I like that. I don't know what Tarleton will bring. I don't think none, any of us know what he's going to do yet. Our base is three four, but you know, we play a a, a lot out of sub packages. Yeah, that's just football mm-hmm. today, right? Um, yeah. So Terrell Austin, we the addition of Brian Flores onto our coaching staff. He's now the uh, outside linebackers coach. Replacing Keith Butler in that position. Keith Butler was also the former defensive coordinator, and he's a, now he's a special defensive assistant. So he's replacing Keith Butler at outside linebackers and replacing Terrell Austin, who got promoted to defensive coordinator as special defensive assistant. And then you know Mike Thomas, a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. So I like I like that that mesh of minds in a you know in a defensive room, talking schematics, talking strategy, talking what to do. I just I don't know. I don't know what we'll get, but I'd like the guys that are putting that plan together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. As uh, far as the projections go, this is ESPN projections, like I said. Uh, already see some things I disagree with, but I'll just, I'll just share what they have. Uh, you know, we run a 3 fours with the three defensive alignment are Chris Warmly, Ogan Joby, and Cam Hayward. Obviously, you know, we have T.J. Watt. Alex Highsmith on the edges with Devin Bush and Miles Jack in the middle. Uh, Akilah Witherspoon and Levi Wallace are penciled in at the projected starting corners. And you got Terrell Edmonds and Mika Fitzpatrick at safety. So just right off the bat, they have Larry Ogunjobi starting in nose tackle. I think in the 3-4, I think, I think Tyson Alualu still starts. He's coming back from injury. He should be fresh. He's 34 coming back from, from a from an ankle injury, high ankle sprain last year. But he uh he's a nose tackle, right? I mean, it's not like you're asking him to 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 cover anybody, to you know, get out, get out on, on the edges and things like that. You want him stuff in the middle. Well, and, and that might be a first, second down versus a third down. Oh well, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that. I think I think yeah. he'll be he'll play the early downs, the rundowns. Yeah. And I think then I think I got Ogan Joby starting at left defensive end and not Chris Wormley. Wormley's one of your Michigan guys. I like Wormley, but uh I think I think Ogan Joby's just a little higher pedigree. So I I got him and Cam Hayward on the on the on the defensive ends. I got a Lou in a nose tackle, and then on those passing downs, I think the Steelers bring in Montrevious Adams and put him in a nose tackle that they can get kind of give a pass rush 
from from the from the, the nose position. So I like that. I don't have any problems with the. I mean, everybody else they pick to start is is who I would pick to start. Uh, obviously, T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith. I'm expecting a big year from Alex Highsmith this year. And when I say big year, I'm talking probably he's gonna hit double digit sacks this year. I think. I think he should be able to get ten sacks. Uh, then you got Devin Bush and Miles Jack in the middle. I think Miles Jack in this defense can have his first Pro Bowl year. He was a stud coming out of UCLA, spent his first five years in Jacksonville. I always like Miles Jack, and I think in this Steeler defense, he's going to be free to do some of the things that's going to allow him to pop. And, you know, you really see him when you sit down and watch the game and see him flying and making plays all over the field. That's what I'm expecting from him. And the same thing from Devin Bush. I'm expecting a, he- a healthy Devin Bush coming back this year is going to be an impact player. The Steelers didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So, you know, he's 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 playing for a contract next year. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't think regardless of what he does, he could not – if he doesn't do well, he might won't be back in Pittsburgh. But somebody will still pick him up and give him at least one more chance. But I think he's going to be really good in, this, in Pittsburgh this year. I was listening to the Arthur Motes podcast, the, the Arthur Motes and Deke podcast, and Vince Williams was a guest on there last week. And he thinks the same thing about Devin Bush. You know, he kind of – was the was the vet in the room when Devin Bush's rookie year? And he said yeah. Devin just has to play football. Where you know we're all expecting he's gonna come back with the with the ACL fully healed, a year stronger. He can do a lot more. You know, because I think last this time last summer they were they were watching his reps. He was worried about uh, rehabilitating and not necessarily just playing football, right? Well, and, he, and then he posted some weird stuff on social media, and he started just getting uh, chastised in local media here, and things kind of ballooned from there. Yeah, you, you, you accompany some some bad decision making from a young player with uh, in regards to social media and stuff, and then you accompany that with coming back from a you know reconstructing a knee. You know, expecting the first season back to be the player he he, he it, at his highest ceiling. You know what I mean? The uh, yeah, the social media stuff that was unnecessary. He did that to unnecessary. I mean, it wasn't as big a deal as I think some people made it. I mean, I believe it was it was a tweet about a, a, a cat jumping out of a window out of a, a, a apartment building, kind of hot from from high stories yeah. up, and it's it, it, it was. Not good. It's sick. It's insensitive. It's definitely and, go- and goofy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely I agree with all those things. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a twenty-two year old kid. I think it's some of the stuff I did when I was 22, 23 years old. That you know. So you know, I thank I, God I, there were cameras when we were that age. Exactly. In everybody's <laughs> hand. Exactly. You got to. Mm. So I mean, it's, it's all about perspective. But yeah, it, he could have did definitely did without it though. Yeah. But I, I'm expecting him to have a comeback season. Uh, in our secondary, Minka, I think Minka's going to be better as a playmaker. Because last year he led the teams. He had the most tackles by a Steelers secondary player in team history. That's Troy Palomalu. That's Mel Blunt. That's Donnie Shell. Those are all Hall of Famers. Rod Woodson, any secondary player ever in Steeler history, most tackles. So that kind of took away from his playmaking because we had injuries up front. Devin Bush not yeah. playing well. Uh, Stefan Tuitt being out, Alua Lou being out after the first game. And, you know, so those guys, teams just ran on us. And Minka had to make a lot of tackles. That's why his tackles were were so high. Um, I like Terrell Edmonds coming back. I believe it provides a certain amount of just uh, consistency in the defense. He has a report with Minka. You know, you 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 want to have that that kind of I forgot I don't can't think of the word I'm thinking of, but I'm glad to have Terrell Edmonds back. Uh, we know we got Minka continuity. back. Continuity, continuity. That's yeah. I said consistent yeah. continuity. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, and we got two new starting corners. Akello Witherspoon started a little bit last year. I really like Akello. Um, he seems like he's ready and real confident to be a number one guy this year. 6'2", 200, you know, he's he he's he's really a, a he has good pedigree, good feel. He played 
college ball in Colorado. They picked the third round. The 49ers picked him. I think he's – I think getting with Terrell Austin, who's a secondary coach, a secondary guru, has benefited Akilah Witherspoon too. So I, I like – I really like him a lot. I think he can – he can – we're hoping that he he transitions into a number one corner, you know. Then on the other side, we got Levi Wallace. We got him from Buffalo. He was their second corner behind Tredavious White, or another side of Tredavious White. And I really like his acquisition. He played at Alabama. I think he'll be good. He's replacing uh, Joe Hayden. And then in the slot, because I think we'll run a lot of a lot of nickel package, a lot of you know sub package football. I like uh, Cam Sutton in the slot where he played on the outside last year, but he's always been better at the slot. And I think with two long, longer, lanky corners on the on the outside, you put Cam Sutton in the slot. You do a lot of different stuff out the slot. You can. Bring in DeMonte KZ, the safety that we picked up from uh, Dallas, played at Dallas last year, played in Atlanta previously. He's led the league in interceptions before. He's kind of a of a, just a chess piece playmaker. I like him a lot. And we also have uh, um, the guy that I don't like as much as slot is uh, – what's the kid's name? From the Jets. You don't know. Why am I asking you? I'm looking. Cam Sutton? Not Cam Sutton. Arthur Millette. Arthur Millette. Yeah, go. he's a he's another he's another nickel guy. He brings he he's he's our actually our replacement for Mike Hilton. He brings that Mike Hilton kind of flavor if you want to cook with that kind of seasoning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's that guy. He's a physical corner. He I can like hit well, but he's not a good cover guy. Yeah, yeah, I see him get – I think about that game against Chicago last year where the Bears about came back, Justin Fields and the Bears, and Arthur Millette was 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 taking a lot of the – a lot of the getting getting uh, beat from the secondary standpoint. So let me ask you this question about your Steelers. Best pickup um, this offseason – and free agency, do you think it's Miles Jack, Larry Ogunjobi, or Brian Flores? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's like 1A, 1B, 1C. Uh-huh. A, I would probably have to go with Flores, man. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> I uh, mean, just, so just, you look at Ogunjobi because it was one of the questions over here. He had seven sacks with the Bengals last year. That's career high. Um, I, I, when you talk again about uh, somebody having T.J. Watts motor, he doesn't have that. Does he have some physical traits that yeah. are great? Yeah. And that's the reason why he's went from one team to another to another to another is because he doesn't live up to his physical traits on enough snaps. Um, right. But I think I think he'll come he, he did the same thing for us last year. He made some really great plays in really big spots because he has the ability to turn that off. Yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree with you. I mean, so yeah, but Brian Flores will 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 have will have his hands in the schematic aspect of the defense. I think he's already proven the players have said he's a great teacher mm-hmm. at OTAs. So you know, just getting his feet wet there with some of the players, but I mean, then I would I would probably go Ogan Joby third. I would take Miles Jack second. I mean, I think Miles Jack is a Pro Bowler waiting to happen. Um, so yeah, I like the Steelers defense. I think we can be a top five defense if everything comes together with the with the different voice in the in the lead in the room far as Terrell Austin. Real quick, what happened with Terrell Austin with with Cincinnati? What, what do you mean? What happened? He was you guys' defensive coordinator for a year or two. This might have been like this is before he came to this thing. It's not about 17, 18, maybe. Yeah, and then we changed coaches, right? And that's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he left when we changed coaches. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the Steelers defense really like it. Top five in the league. I think if they're healthy. And, and here's the other here's the other thing, honestly. With our history, 
of coaching and who knows. Um, it could have been the year before uh, we changed coaches and, and you know, uh, Mike Brown could have said, you know, either change your staff over or you're gone to Marvin Lewis. Right. Uh, who knows? I mean, that, that could have happened too. Yeah, you guys didn't make it work with Dick LeBeau even. Yeah. Well, he came there he, which is fine because he came back to Pittsburgh. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing now. But, uh, yeah, so potential potential Pro Bowls in the squad, I see, obviously, the obvious, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick. They've all been Pro Bowlers and all pros before. Um, and I got I got I got Miles Jack as my Pro Bowl sleeper. I like Miles Jack a lot, man. So I, that's that's my thoughts on the Steelers. Before we get out of here, what are your thoughts on the Steelers? Do you any thoughts you want to add? Anything? We just got in an hour, so it's about time for us to get out of here. Um, you know, I think the wild card on there. I'm Highsmith Witherspoon. I think those guys again. That's can you get 15 sacks out of those two guys together? Um, that's my biggest uh, question there. I don't, I don't know. Mean, with, with, with Witherspoon's a corner. You don't mean him. Not for sex. Wait, wait, wait. Highsmith and who? I'm sorry. Yeah, you uh, – out of Highsmith and uh, Avery. Okay. My bad. Yeah, I, I think I think maybe 12, 12 to 15 – like I said, I got Alex getting 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 ten, and I, and if you, anything you get from Avery, five sacks would be great. Coming, you know, coming in from in a in a in a, at a depth position substitution, you know. So I mean, anytime I'm looking at a guy on a defense that I know is going to give me a sack a game, I feel on the end as an edge rusher, I feel like the other edge rushers. With that person, you know is going to get double teamed. You know is going to get chipped. I think they should come close to a, a sack again. I, I have the same problem with Dustin Hendrickson. I got the same problem with the Browns and, and Garrett. I got the same problem with Steelers. The, I think the team that does that out of those three defenses are going to separate themselves. Makes sense. Like I said, I'm, I'm expecting Highsmith to do it this year, but then it's hard to double the, the, anybody on the Steelers. I mean, you, obviously you probably double TJ, but then you got Cam Hayward. And you got now you got Alex Highsmith who's gonna come into his own, I think, with picking mm-hmm. up Ogan Joby. You know, you got your boy Wormley had seven sacks last year. I think four or five of them was against his old team in Baltimore, but he had yeah. seven sacks last year. I mean, so the thing still defense is gonna be really good. But yeah, man. So before we get out of here, just thanks, thanks um, to everybody in the live chat for listening. Uh be sure to check out these other broadcasts that come on the BTSC network. Uh you know, I appreciate all the guys on the BTC, BTSC staff. I talked to the homie Jeff Hartman this this week for the first time. I talked to him. It was good communicating with him. I've all always dealt with, with Brian Anthony Davis and talked to Dave Schofield before and been on with Shannon White and uh, Michael Beck before and Jeffrey Benedict. But my first time talking to Jeff. It was good talking to Jeff. But uh, be dark, man. What, 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 what do you have to say before we get out of here? Any, any thoughts? My uh, my closing remarks. I'm just going to. Trevor had chimed in earlier and asked my remarks about Kenny Pickett. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, and I'll close with those. Uh, I, I think he's a very bright kid. I think he's a very accurate passer. Uh, I think he's got a bright future. The one knock I I think he had coming out of college is he gets a little bit happy feet uh, when the pocket uh, comes around him. He likes to come up in it too fast. Uh, I don't think you want to do that in the NFL. So, you know, I think we've addressed this before um, in earlier podcasts where I hope they they start Mitch Trubisky and kind of bring him along down the road. Uh, Even though I know he's a very mature rookie, I think just seeing that speed and seeing when people come up the edge, if you step up too soon and they can get off that block, they are going to crush you. Right. I think he needs to stop stop with that. Plus, those leads, if you step it up too aggressively, those lead to high throws as well, which normally are picked off in this league. No, I don't so, I, I don't disagree. What do you do? Quick but I think long term, I think Pro Bowler probably. 
quick quick thoughts on Pittsburgh Panthers' very own LaShawn McCoy saying he sees Joe Burrow and Kenny Pickett. Uh, both of them had undersized hands. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, I think I think I think the plight, the track they both came into the NFL on are kind of similar. Yeah. They're but both Joe a little Burrow, bit older. Joe Burrow yeah. won won a Heisman, won national championship, and did in the SEC. Kenny Pickett won the ACC, finished third in the Heisman, but played in the ACC. So you know, I mean, obviously not Joe Burrow. I, I can see some of the comparisons. You know, but not not like he's 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 no Joe Burrow as of yet. Maybe two three years we might compare him, but we got to see first. But yeah, be dirt. So we're gonna get get out of here, man. And once again, man, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate having you here, man. Talking from a Bengals perspective, and you know, it's another set of eyes that how, how you perceive the AFC North, man. So we certainly appreciate it, man. Uh. Got Gene said, good show all. Thanks, Gene. We appreciate it, man. So, yeah, man, we're going to go ahead and get out of here until next week. Be sure to check out tomorrow. You'll have the uh, Let's Ride, Jeff Hartman's podcast on audio only tomorrow. And then you'll have Brian Anthony Davis and the guys for the hangover. So let's just be sure to check both those out tomorrow. And anything else Steeler related, you what you want to know, come right here. Who is Happy that, man? Happy Fourth of July. Who is that? That's uh Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah, okay. Stripes, my dude. But yeah, man, so you guys have a good one. Here we go, Steelers. Peace. Peace.